Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. So today we're going to talk about, without uh, discussing what we're going to talk about first, three types of console setups for any size venue. So it's the, the kind of the prompt here, or what's in my brain at least, is when it comes down to it, like, listening to the show, we have people in all sorts of different size venues, right? We have, you know, churches and small venues that might hold 75 people, you know, all the way up to people working in much, much larger venues. Um, And when it comes down to it, there's, you know, if you're choosing a console, if you're in a 75 seat room, it's probably not going to look the same as if you're in a 5,000 seat room or larger. Um, And so today, I just want to kind of highlight with you, Troy, um, some different options and things people might head for in different size venues. Sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, like, um, when it, uh, you know, when I think about a console and, you know, especially you think historically, a console used to mean some piece of specialized lighting board, you know, that's a physical thing where you've got a put that somewhere it's got some faders and some buttons on it and you you make lights happen with it um but today our options are a lot more diverse and so whether a console to you is um you know let's talk about for the very smallest venues um some people you know like to run things just off tablets and that's totally doable um but at what point i guess i'm just curious for your thoughts on this as well at what point you know should people get a go with a physical console and have faders you know yeah it 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 all it all kind of depends on the application but um if you know you mentioned if it's a church setting where, you know, you not necessarily have a lot of movement going on, you just want good, clean light. You want the intensity to come up and down at appropriate times. You know, a, a tablet, like you mentioned, is, is something that's perfectly, you know, reasonable for the application. Um, I've found with tablets and, and kind of the concert side of things, it starts to get a little tough once, um, you know, there's a little more movement involved and you want to have, you know, more faders, more buttons, more knobs, you know, whatever it may be uh, at your disposal. And um, that might be, I guess, the bigger, as you start to do, you know, more live shows is when I would kind of, you know, navigate towards a, uh, some sort of, whether it be, you know, a, a, a PC setup, a wing setup or a full console, something of the sort. Yeah. And so I, I think that that, brings an interesting question because I remember, you know, some time ago, it was, you know, probably five years ago before when digital consoles for audio were first starting to come down into the, you know, the, the lower end uh, of the spectrum. And I remember seeing somebody post on Facebook or somewhere and they were like, you know, this is the sound person of the future. You know, it showed somebody walking around on a tablet, right at a corporate party or something. And it's like, well, Yes, but no, right? Like, you can do that, but I think you highlight an excellent point there, that for all but the simplest playback needs, um, that is going to leave you something to be desired, right? Because, I mean, you can run any show technically off of a tablet. You could trigger any show with a tablet in in a lot of different consoles. Um, But 
ultimately it might handicap you as well. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Definitely. You know, so, so when it comes down to it, just to, to think about different consoles here and we have some, some notes here, um, you know, if you're looking at doing something for a small venue, what I always like to recommend is, um, you know, go fully wireless if you want, but, I do like to always have some sort of a backup plan, right? Is there some way, is it, you know, is the tablet actually running the lighting software? I'm not a huge fan of that, but some people do it. Um, or is it connecting to some other, you know, mystery box that is a PC, a lighting console, you know, something else that it can play things back. Um, but then, as, as you probably know, as you actually know really well, because um, of your setup, there's kind of a whole blend of things between the the full-fledged, you know, lighting console and just a tablet or just a screen. Um, so actually, tell us a little bit about, about your rig that you use most often and, um, you know, kind of what some of the things are in the middle. Sure. Uh, right now, I really, I've, I've been a fan of, of the Onyx software. Um, it, was, it was kind of the easiest introduction to an affordable professional lighting software that, um, you know, I could download right to my computer. I get four free universes and, um, you know, find a way to access them and I'm up and running. So um, my main, if I, you know, get hired for a 500 capacity club with a band, I'll bring, I'll bring my, my windows based PC. And I got, I have two M plays. Um, I, I like to kind of um, upgrade those at some point, but uh, you know, it gives me, um, you know, all the control I need as far as faders and the playback buttons are great. You can assign anything you want on them. Um, so I guess I, you know, I, I prefer that. Uh, it was uh, one of the cheaper options. It was one of the best options I found. Um, I also love a PC based setup because I can do pretty much most, if not all of the prep work, you know, at my house before the show. Um, you know, I, I did invest in a, in a great visualizer that I, that I, that I use all the time. And, um, you know, I'm able to walk into a venue and ideally, you know, plug in my, my, my DMX lines and everything should fire up accordingly. Um, and I guess the last thing I'd add is that with a PC based setup like Onyx or, you know, there's other great options out there too. Don't get me wrong that I've used, uh, you have the ability to expand your rig kind of at your own pace and budget. You know what I mean? Um, if, you know, I started with just, I want to say the Onyx software and when I first started using the software was, you know, I download software and then I just got a little, um, you know, Artnet SACN node and I was up and running and then I added, you know, a, a playback wing and then I got another one. And um, that's kind of been, the best option for me as far as um, just day to day, you know, whether it be operation or programming or previs. So it's kind of where I've been at. Yeah. And I think that highlights a, a really interesting point too, that it's like, okay, you don't have to be like fully in the, you know, lighting console or professional console realm. And you don't have to be fully over on the, you know, clicking and dragging with a mouse realm. <laughs> I mean, most of the, with Windows these days, you can get a touch screen on a computer really easily, which is great. Um, for some reason, you know, Apple's 
crazy and they don't do that stuff. I know I get a lot of Mac users who listen, so I like to call Matt Apple out as much as I can. Hey, no, but I guess, you, yeah, that, that is a good point, too. The having a touchscreen, too, makes everything just, just way amazing. It does, but since, like, since computers have touchscreens now, and because I have to remind, my, remind people of that, uh, or myself... Because computers have touch screens now, it's like, okay, now there's, it's, it's not like this, okay, PC or console, it's this whole blurry continuum between the two, where you can be at any step, you can be really close to the PC side with some basic faders, or all the way over to pretty much a console, but still running it on a PC, whether that be for cost reasons, or um, with Onyx, for example, the PC is the only way to get the maximum output out of it. Um, and so, you know, with that, it's like, well, if you're trying to do like the full 128 universes or somebody did 255, uh, recently, then you gotta, you gotta be on a computer. It's gotta be a nice computer if you're gonna do that much, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be a PC. Um, and so, and so I think that's important to highlight. Actually, that reminds me, uh, you know, somebody told me about, they knew of a guy who, who did lighting, who bought a bunch of lights from them, uh, down in somewhere in South America and, you know, this guy runs some of the largest festivals in whatever country he's in. Um, might have been Central America. And, and you know, for 100,000 people off of a PC running Onyx with an M-Touch and an M-Play. Because at the end of the day, um, your console doesn't have to be massive to work well. Um, but what we're talking about, actually, like, choosing your console setup, this is a good one. Um, so you've got two M plays, so you basically have what is it? Twelve faders on each one, I think. Was there twelve or ten? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're right, twelve. Okay, it's right there, yeah. <laughs> yeah talk to the guy who writes the user manual, that's what you get. Um so twelve Yeah, so it's got twelve so you got twenty-four faders there, and then you get I believe thirty-six buttons each, so you have seventy-two buttons. So when people are thinking about getting a console or getting some hardware, and it could be Onyx, it could be something else, um, one of the factors that I like to think about is, okay, so if it's a permanent venue especially, but even if it's temporary, you have a, f a footprint that you're probably thinking about, okay, I need to fit my stuff within this you know, relative amount of space, whether that be big, small, doesn't matter. Um, and in that case... How would you, if you were talking to somebody, how would you talk them through like, okay, you should get more faders or maybe you just need a lot of buttons or maybe you should just go with some touch screens. That's what I've actually seen a number of people doing with lately. Yeah, uh, I guess it, it comes down to how active, you know, uh, is your operation going to be. Um, generally, I'd like to think anywhere from like eight to 10 faders is a good place to, to kind of sit, I you know, I like to have kind of my main fixture groups on, you know, whether it be just basic intensity faders. Um, I like having physical control of those. Um, something about the M play that I love is just, is, is all the playback button options. You know, the, the fact that you can put anything you want on any of those. Um, so I think what kind of steered me towards, uh, you know, a console with, with those options is just, you know, all the, um, just all the possibilities I could use them with. Cause when I got it, I wasn't sure exactly how I'd lay it out, but now I have all these options and, you know, I found for the most part, a good way to lay them out. And I guess I'll also add is you never know what you're going to need. So it's good to have something that's, um, that's adaptable. You know what I mean? You never know what you're going to run into and have to put on a, 
a fader or a button. Yeah, I always like to, at least for me, I'm a big fan of, okay, how many faders and buttons can I can I get? Can I cram into, you know, whatever I'm doing? If it's buying a console for somebody or, you know, renting it or using a production company stuff, it's like, okay, how many faders and buttons can I get? Because ultimately, there's always that one more thing you want to get some hands-on control of. Yeah, that, that's a good point right there. I mean, what do you want hands-on control of? That That's a good place to start. You know, uh, talking about a PC-based setup, a touchscreen is great, but, you know, I don't want to be hitting, you know, uh, you know, intensity bumps in t- tune with the song necessarily on a touchscreen. I'd be a lot more accurate and uh, on a physical button. So that, that's a good point. Yeah, and that's a, that, that's a good point there too, is that the one, like, I've seen some people do a full touchscreen console setup. I think the idea came from in audio, there's the Waves LV1 um, console, which is just a straight, you know, it's, it's only touchscreen based. Um, but I think where that falls apart in lighting is the fact that you actually need to trigger things like on the nose, on the time. And if you're doing that, um, it makes a whole lot of sense to have your finger resting on the button before you press down. And with the touch screen, you can't actually rest your finger on it without potentially, most likely pressing it. Um, and so that's the big difference there is like, you know, touch screens can be great. Touchscreens can be cool. We like them. We love them for programming. Um, but you do have to be a little bit more careful with playback-wise when you're talking about buttons and faders with putting those on a touchscreen because you just don't get that level of real-time control. And in lighting, I think we need that more than audio. You know, I think. I would, I would say, I mean, as far as hitting, you know, stuff in time with the music, I would say so. And Like, they get to touch the tempo, too, like, but what else do they have to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I like to save my touchscreen for um, kind of the most, the, the most simple of, you know, whether it be a playback or, you know, a certain color look. Uh, you know, you also, if it, it's risky with faders, you might, you know, I, I like, I like to keep some 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 gummy worms or some chips by my side when I'm <laughs> throughout my long day. You know, might get that little that little stickiness on the screen where you know it. <laughs> you, go, you go to you go to hit the you go to hit the fader and you you know it gets hung up halfway or it doesn't go at all at all. And then you know you try to uh, you know overcompensate and hit it up again and it comes in on the wrong beat and just looks all out of whack. And you know you know what I mean. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible, but. But at the same time, this is show business. And when shows come back, like, you know, show days are long often. It's just how it is. Sometimes they're not, but oftentimes they are. And that's why you got to have your little gummy snacks next day. <laughs> you got to have some snacks, man. No falling asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I'm with you. Got to oh, stay funny. alert, man. Got to stay alert. And so, yeah, to kind of wrap things up here, um, it's been good discussion. So we talked about basically, okay. It's a blurry line. I mean, on the basic level, you've got, you know, a touchscreen only, whether that's a tablet-based thing or a PC or whatnot. And then you've got, you know, what we think of as PC-based systems, which might consist of a PC and some sort of a wing or something like that. Um, and we talked about there, okay, try to get as many playbacks as you want, as you can out of that kind of system. And the good news is they're often customizable, and that's why... Both of us really like Onyx so much because they let you get a lot of pet playbacks without spending every dollar that you have. Um, and then at the top end, of course, there are full-size professional-level consoles too. And so 
when it comes to, we've talked about PCs a lot here, obviously, um, because we like them. Um, and PC-based consoles have a lot of good advantages. Um, but there are also a couple advantages to a, you know, real console as well, too. Um, and so what, what has your experience been like there? For sure. And once again, I kind of approach it, I kind of look at it from a concert standpoint. If you're a touring LD and, and you're going into, you know, clubs that are or venues or or arenas or amphitheaters or, you know, the larger scale music performances, uh, more than likely there's going to be a full size console there. You're going to want to know how to operate it. You're going to want to know how to get in there. You're going to want to know how to tie in, you know, if you're bringing a, a, a ground package on tour with you. Um, that's when you're going to, you know, want to have some, some, some knowledge of a, a, a full console. And um, that's kind of, that's kind of where I look at it like that. Or I guess, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess a mega church for lack of better terms, you know what I mean? Or, or a big, or, uh, you know, a, um, you know, the LD for, you know, a certain venue in town that has a big rig. It, there, there's, there's definitely something to be said for having a full size console just for durability, for longevity, um, for kind of universal compatibility with other LDs coming in and operating off of it. So that's kind of where I see it. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, they're going to be most often more expensive than just a PC-based setup. But then the upside is that, you know, if the company's done a good job, um, the hardware design's really solid and they put really good stuff in there. And they expect it, you know, it's these things are designed to last a, a serious long time. Um, not only that, I was thinking through the Onyx range here um, and the NX4, their, their current, you know, top console... Um, also has some additional uh, stuff going on where, like, you know, it's got labels for the main playbacks um, that are on the LCDs. And, you know, that's always helpful and nice, whereas on a PC wing, you don't typically see lab- LCD labels above the keys. I can't. There might be some that do it. No, I don't think there are very many. I don't think there are any. Because I'm thinking through, I don't think Kansas does. I don't. I know Avalites doesn't because I used one of those a while ago. Um Etc. And so, you know, sometimes the feature set says, okay, you should get the the big boy console or just the, you know, the fact that, okay, it's simpler for somebody to walk up to, right? Because like in Onyx or any of the other big consoles, like in the PC, it's the same stuff. It's the same software, but ultimately being able to hit the power switch, it boots up into the software, you know, it's, you can't get into other stuff. You can't do other things. It's just a console, and sometimes that's a good advantage. You know, a lot of times that's a good advantage, really, um, to be able to do that. And so you don't want to, you know, I, I tell people a lot of times it's like, okay, if you're a venue that has a healthy budget for your lighting system and you're looking at buying lights, buying a console, you know, if you're thinking you're going to go the PC route, at least take the time to look at the console route and just decide if it could be right for you. And then vice versa, if you're like, oh, we have to get a console, a PC's just not an option, then look at the PC options, you know, because it might make more sense for you. Totally. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, you kind of mentioned there's something you said for having everything, you know, in, in-house, essentially, with the console. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like my PC wing setups look like, uh, you know, look like Frankenstein's operation table with, you know, cables and cords and nodes and 
you know, universe output, you know, options and, you know, it, it could be kind of cumbersome sometimes. So totally. Um, it is nice when you have a full console, everything's just there in house for you ready to go. Yeah. You can't, you can't customize, you know, exactly the amount of playbacks you want and stuff like that though. I mean, depending on the system, like within the Onyx world, if you have that M touch or the NX touch now, or you have a wing, you can attach those to their big consoles and they work, um, which is great. But, you know, ultimately, you know, you kind of get what you get, right? If you wanted 20 faders, but it only has 10, then maybe that option's there to add it on. Maybe it's not, you know? Yep. Yep. And so, uh, no matter what size venue you're in, um, I think, I always think for people, you know, don't just, we talk about intentionality a lot. We were talking about that in the last episode. Don't just go with, the first thing you set your eyes on console wise, right? Don't just, and especially when we're talking form factor here, cause we're, that's really kind of the focus on this show. It's just like, okay, you know, what's the look and feel like for lack of a better term? Like, do you want, you know, touch screens or a lot of them? Do you want playbacks, playback faders? Do you want playback buttons? You know, with any of these options, you get choices, in what you're going to choose and how you're going to put them together. And ultimately, um, you want to choose the best thing for what you need. You know, something that, that meets your needs isn't too overkill, though a little overkill never hurts, <laughs> and gets the job done. We call that room to grow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, it's a cool thing about our industry is that technology, it, it's moving really fast. And, you know, I don't think I ever realized before I got into it, how many options there are for whether you're a 75, a, a 25 member church or a hundred capacity club, like there's an option out there for you. It's just about, you know, either doing a little research or hiring somebody to, to help you out and kind of steer you in the right direction. Yeah. And that's actually a good point. If you're one of those, uh, yeah, the, that on the smaller end, especially, uh, you definitely want to avoid those standalone, like cheaper fader board type consoles. <laughs> you know, they're just gonna they're gonna cause you more trouble than they're worth. <laughs> For the listeners, I'm giving David a, a a very a very firm head shake. Yes, on that. <laughs> yeah, you run into those as well, and you're just like, "This is what?" And you program it how, and it does what? You just want to smash it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, we want you to buy something that you don't end up smashing. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.